Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's December 24th, so clearly Jeremy and I have absolutely nothing better to do for your weekend but to sit here and entertain you with another episode of Newsworthy. Jeremy, how you doing? Uh, Merry Christmas, too. Merry Christmas and happy holidays and happy Hanukkah and happy Kwanzaa and all of the stuff that you may celebrate or may not celebrate. Joel, where's your festive? Where's your festiveness? Joel, I got a nice little, you know, Christmas. Oh, it looks like a sombrero here. It's actually a cowboy hat, see? But he can see, see the Christmas cowboy hat that I got rocking. It doesn't quite fit over my headphones, but balance it. Where's your festival spirit, Joel Pearl? I left my, my yarmulke in another room. Balance it up. No, nope. <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> trying to balance it. Didn't work. But I can wear it like this. And again, it looks like a Christmas sombrero that I'm wearing. Regardless, Merry Christmas, everybody. Joel Pearl's being a Grinch and a Scrooge and is, is not in the Christmas spirit at all. I am very much in the Christmas spirit insofar that my lights behind me are actually green and red. So you can't see it, but they're there. You see the green in the, in the corner the there. Green. I don't see the red. I feel like you're lying to the people, Joel. The don't red lie is to up the there. People. Here, hold nah. on. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 red. That's not red. That's like a pinkish it's floral kind of color. Pink. It's yeah. Kind of pink, but it's, it's supposed to be red, red at all. Are you colorblind? No, if I were, that would be like blue. Uh, Do you know how colorblind this works? It's not red. red. I'm trying. trying. Don't lie to the people, Joel. I'm a Jew. All we know is blue and white. (laughs) And green. Our colors. And and we get green sometimes. Uh, and green also gets you to leave a thumbs up on this video, so why not? By the way, when Jeremy came on with that hat for this uh, for this conversation for the show, first thing I said was Mickey James is ready for Christmas. It looks like something Mickey James would wear. Uh, maybe I'll send this to our pal Ella J, and she can toss it over to to Mickey, and you know, hand, hand oh, this, and God. she can do it for the. Look at it. It's all. Look at I it. I didn't even realize it had the the studs in it. Yeah, the, the yeah that's amazing. Well, look at look at it. Holy shit. She's got to come out to hardcore country and just sing with, oh my God, that is it. <laughs> I'll I send this it. to Ella. I'll send this to Ella and she can uh, pass it along to Mickey. Oh my goodness. Well, don't pass up on us. We got five <laughs> stories from the week that either uh, clogged your newsfeed or you were batting down the hatches before a big storm. So who knows what happened? I, I've had a busy week. So we're going to find out. I'm going to learn about some of these along with y'all today. Are you ready, Jeremy? I'm ready, I guess. Number five, Stephen A. Smith would be a heel manager, but nobody is allowed to touch him. I saw this. I read this. I love this. Stephen A. Smith was on first take. He had Ric Flair along with him. Uh, Plenty to say. Never shy with words as Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Talk to me about the article because it's entertaining as hell. Okay, so I saw I saw this getting posted by people and they they were framing it of of Flair's comments. Um, And it, it was like, Oh, WWE is interested in bringing in Stephen A. Smith to to be a manager because that's what Ric Flair said. Because Ric Flair says in there, like, just talk to WWE. They're interested. Like, Ric Flair didn't just talk to WWE about bringing Stephen A. Smith in. Come on, people. 
come on. Like, if your source is Ric Flair said this, that WWE, Flair has admitted that he ain't talking to people in WWE, although he did say he's talking to Kevin Dunn, so who knows. But Ric Flair ain't a credible source on this matter. All right, so I framed it around Stephen A. Smith's comment because... You know, that I feel like that is the actual story here, not Ric Flair spouting off some nonsense as Ric Flair is one to do as far as them bringing in Stephen A. So Stephen A is like, I'd be a great heel manager. Bobby the Brain, He-Man, Phil Heyman. I love those guys. They're great. <sighs> Bless Stephen A. He's great on the, the hot take shows. He... The, his, the cadence of his voice, how he hits his peaks and valleys and everything. He's fantastic. He gets people talking. He goes viral on the, the NBA Twitter and the other sports Twitter and everything. How would he do as a wrestling manager? I feel like it could be very, uh, I, I forget his name, the ball, the ball dad, LeVar Ball. It could be very LeVar Ball when he was out there. Like, oh yeah, he's great on these sports talk shows. And then we went out there for WWE, and it doesn't quite fit the same way. Uh, I feel like that's what it could end up being if they brought in Stephen A. Smith. But they'd get the buzz, and they'd get you know spots on ESPN, and that's what they care about. One of the worst episodes of Ms. TV ever to air on Monday Night Raw. And that's saying a lot with the Ball family. Uh, uh, LeVar coming yeah. down to the ring and the, his walk and everything and then jumping in there. And them dropping swimming. F-bombs during the segment. Yeah, you know? then, and I mean, Miz is just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he handled it well, but God, that segment was not not easy. Not easy for Miz. I mean, they, people were dropping F-bombs on AEW. I didn't have this article for, for this week, but Rick Ross was on Busted Open saying keith lee he's a big motherfucker and then he's calling tony khan a cool motherfucker on busted open rick ross was great i tommy dreamer clearly just like didn't get rick ross and was not a fan of that segment and you could hear it in his voice while he talked to rick ross uh it was kind of uncomfortable he's like you're great why couldn't you do this last night on tv it's like he's doing this exact same shit last night on tv you just didn't understand it uh, no, Rick Ross rules. Bless him for dropping these F-bombs. He's like, yeah, they didn't say shit to me. What are they going to say? He's Rick Ross. You know, did you know Rick Ross knows Pablo Noriega? The real Noriega. Really? Holy he owes, crap. He owes Rick Ross a hundred favors. Wow. So are you trying to say that Noriega might show up on AEW TV in the, in the future? He could. Pablo and Noriega. Maybe Pablo and Noriega are going to be the face tattooed wrestler who showed up. Maybe that's who it was. And we just didn't know it because there was extensive work done to get them to that, that size and height. That's, that's who, that's what they should rename him as. They should rename him as Noriega. Sweet. <laughs> Rick Ross is hustling every day. Bless yeah. any man who every day is hustling. Back to Stephen A. He says, uh, nobody can touch me. I'm too frail. I can't let them touch me. Ain't nobody body slamming me. Yeah, my only question. No bumps. My only question out of this entire conversation: Who does Stephen A. Smith manage in WWE? Uh, I know that's the thing. Who would he fit with? You can toss him with anyone, and it'll be entertaining. But like, who does it work with? I mean, it almost has MVP. Like an, an almost type character would be it. I feel like, but his MVP. I feel like everybody else. I'm sure there's somebody out there that I'm just oh my god, completely I completely forgetting. Okay. okay, you you bring back Commander Aziz Babatunde, 
But Baba Tunde is a is a is a basketball player now. Now he's he's oh. he's tall, he's big, he's built, he's doing he's doing the basketball gimmick. He comes out in like the same gear that the street profits wear, so it's super confusing. But Stephen A. Smith is Baba Tunde's mouthpiece. That's this isn't bad. This isn't bad. I'd say like the street profits because of the basketball stuff, but they're baby faces and Stephen A. Smith wants to be a heel, so it oh, yeah. doesn't it doesn't work unless you're gonna turn the street profits, but I don't think they, they want to do that. Baba Tunde is a basketball player isn't bad see almost could work for that in the hurt business is getting back together in 2023 almost is going to be out on his own so we could we could bring we could bring uh steven a in for almost listen if we were back in i don't know april 2022 ball and Tunde would be it ball and babatunde <laughs> Let's move on to number four. Tell us in the comments if you know who Stephen A. Smith should be managing in WWE. I want to hear about it. So do- toss a comment. Let us know. Let's move on. So number four, uh, Shawn Michaels jokes that he wouldn't mind getting a nickel for every super kick. Supposedly he needs it, but who knows? Uh, he's speaking with Culture State. Uh, he did need it. Now he's working with NXT. Now Say, he's is he not making money in NXT? There was there was a whole story where he was uh, in the need of some money before his his match in Saudi Arabia in 2018. 2018, 2019. You know he was he was down on his luck and and JBL had to pay him. I don't know if you remember that. Oh no, he when was he this? He didn't have money. I forgot what year it was. Uh this is a storyline on WWE TV, Joel. I know. This was year, this was so long ago. This was like yeah. you're talking like 20 20 or 2009 2008 i feel like it was before that but maybe oh my god you might be right my memory is not good on this stuff (laughs) sean michaels talking to culture state uh he wants a super kick a nickel for every super kick what do you got uh shout out to culture state i really love their podcast they do a lot of uh interviews they're they're based in north carolina uh so they get a lot of like north carolina guys on and you know nxc's coming to charlotte in the new year so they got Shawn Michaels on, but I really, I really love their podcast. They do, they do, they do a great job. So shout out to them. Everyone should, should check them out. As far as this, like it was, I thought it was funny. It was just like them asking, Hey, what do you think of all these super kicks nowadays? Cause they're in every match. Like you, you popularized it. Like, what do you, what do you think? Like when you see it, how, how do you feel about it? He's like, Hey, you know, like if I had a nickel every time it happened, it would be a rich man. And then one of those, like, if you had a penny, he's like, yeah, if I had a penny, I'd be doing all right. Uh, you know, the super kick is a, it's been a big topic for a while, right? Like it's in every match now. Uh, it's a transition move. It's become like the the Canadian destroyer. Like, I don't like when Dustin Rhodes is out there doing the Canadian destroyer. Get out well, the good thing he's doing a code red then. Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. It's the same move, I guess. Uh, he just, the rotate, he rotates pretty well on it. For for as old as he is, like he's doing well with the Canadian he should call destroyer. It, he should call it the the road station. The road station. <laughs> it's not bad actually. It's not bad. <laughs> um, and the, the super kick has just become it's just a move in every match. So it was just interesting to hear Michael's comments on it. Uh, I like that he has a sense of humor about it. He said like, "Hey, you know they're they're paying homage to me. Like it's cool." It's cool to see. It'd be cool. It'd be funnier if he was like bitter about it. And he's like, I popularized this move. Now they're just neutering it and making it mean nothing. Like now when I use it, it, it means nothing. Or it says like, you know, when I use it, clearly my leg has more power in it. And that's why I can finish people off with it. Uh, but I thought it was interesting just to, to hear his take. Cause I'm sure he's commented on it before, but I don't recall him actually commenting on how much the super kick is just being used nowadays compared to when it was just back in the day, him using it as a finisher. It's also interesting that Sean, um, he, he's very, 
he's not very serious about himself anymore. No, right? no. And so as a result, a lot of his interviews are are funnier, a lot more engaging. Uh, I know Sean Ross Sapp has put over in the uh, the post NXT calls. Sean is uh, very to the point and doesn't just talk around the questions that are asked. He 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 attacks them head on, and, and I think a lot of people appreciate that. And as a result, you know, there because there's less ego involved. Uh, the 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 actual questions are uh, are answered properly and entertainingly. Like he is, he's good. Like this question, this is one question, and he turns it into like a very funny. Uh, a very funny comment that you know he can get a lot of money out of this sean i feel like we've talked about this before maybe i'm wrong I've, maybe i've had just had this conversation with the wife uh sean is definitely in a place in his career where he seems very at peace with things and he like truly does want to help like the next generation and nxt and everything like that and he can look back on his career and realize all the mistakes that he made the ones that he can remember and the ones that he can't remember, he just chalks it up to, yeah, I probably made that mistake. Thanks for reminding me about it. But he seems very at peace with everything. And he's not like one of these bitter old guys that you read a lot about and that make a lot of comments like, oh, they're the guys nowadays just do this, this, and this. Like, Sean's like, now times have changed. Stuff has changed. Like, it's my job to just sort of help with this stuff. But I find him very good in interviews and, and on media calls and stuff. Does he always give you the most like straight to the point answer he'll answer the question but is it like just like he doesn't always know everything like the william regal stuff for example he's like yeah i found out when you guys found out it's like really did you like i don't know if i quite believe <laughs> i that. feel like maybe he did <laughs> and see that's the thing it's like sean could be so aloof sometimes that yeah maybe he actually did find out then um but yeah i i find him fun in interviews because he's not afraid to admit stuff he's not afraid to be like yeah i screwed up there is if he doesn't remember something he doesn't remember it and then he has a sense of humor about a lot of stuff because look he's in a great position in wwe he's revered by pretty much all of his peers at least the majority i'm sure there's people out there who don't like him but the majority of his peers seem to really like him even you know the guys that he's connected with nxt now nxt before who have left and gone on they're still all saying just like great things about Shawn Michaels. So seems seems to be at peace with everything and good on him for it. Still yeah, didn't absolutely. need to come back for that Saudi match. That was bullshit. No, he didn't. Uh, and, and he's been on record as saying, you know, the PC is a good place for, if the PC had been around when he was around, it would have been a, a life-changing experience for his long-term career. And I agree with that. And I think that if he carries that weight into his job at the PC, then he's already like halfway there. And then he gets to influence the talent based on that. Who would have been the Shawn Michaels at the PC in 1995, like early 90s, maybe? Tugboat. I don't know. Who would it be? Would it be like Kowalski? Oh, that would Kowalski would have had a Jose Lothario. Yeah, you think we would have had like that PC job? Yeah, Jose Jose would have been like whipping people, but he would have (laughs) been like very loving about it. Which is it's like so really he would have been the build a mod of his generation and probably not lasted. Yeah, I don't know who else it could have been. Uh, I mean, listen, you get Stu Hart the PC, and we know what happens. He's oh got boy. a he's got a dungeon. <laughs> had a dungeon. <laughs> hey, let me uh, let me grab your arm like this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's go on to number three, so I don't have to do that ever again. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. George Kittle is open again. to. <laughs> let's do this. Again. 
George Kittle is open to all opportunities when it comes to wrestling. Uh, George Kittle, who's a huge gamer and also plays uh, football professionally for the NFL San Francisco 49ers. He was gifted a jersey by Penta or a mask by Penta, uh, which was very big. I love that. Uh, he was on Mac and Murph, Murph and Mac, and uh, talking about the show. He's open to all ent- all opportunities. Is George Kittle big wrestling fan? Let's talk about it. Uh, so here's here's your Jeremy's news writing tips. Wow, wow, wow. This is uh, this is one line in an interview. It's it's it I really basically is. did. Yeah, it's one line. It's legitimately one line. Like the headline is the the line basically that's it like you don't even never accuse me of of clickbait i said that after the chris statlander article that i posted yesterday but i'll do it by the way is chris statlander is she is she cleared for competition (laughs) not yet okay good thank you Um, thank you i did laugh it's so funny because like she posts that and i take off on thursdays which just means i do you know 10 posts instead of 15 posts uh but she posts this and like People are tagging me in this post. Like, Jeremy, you got to write this. You got to write this. You got to write this. Like, oh, man, this my brand is strong. People know, you know, who I am. I don't want this much recognition. But you got to write everyone saying this. I was like, all right, I'm going to have fun with it. Because this is the headline she expects. And so I'm just going to put in parentheses, like, everything. So I, I wrote it how I wrote it. People seem to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, I don't know if I like that people want to tag me. And, like, you got to write this headline. Because... Uh, I'm just branded as the headline guy, which, you know, I guess I do that to myself anyway. So what can you do? Um, anyway, what was I? George Kittle. Okay. Yes. So it's one line in, in this interview, but I listened because I know Kittle is a big WWE fan, wrestling fan in general. Like he, he's got a connection with a uh, Penta. He he's, he's wore like Steve Austin shirts. I, I think he even wrote an article. Like he left like one of the press conferences early so he could go to WWE TLC. Like he's a big time wrestling fan. The point of all this is like a lot of sports players are wrestling fans. I, I I write, I feel like at least once a week, I write about a sports star talking about wrestling. There's a bunch of like Damian Lillard articles on the website, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, bunch of that stuff. And my, my point to all this is like, if you know there's a sports player who's like a wrestling fan or has been in, has gone to shows or just, and then like did a media interview or whatever it might be, like listen to some of their stuff and then pick it out and just find an article out of it because it's like good crossover content. Like I saw this get picked up by like wrestling sites and then also by like San Francisco 49ers sites where we're picking up this article of like, oh, George Kittles, he might have a, a future in wrestling. Like some some NFL sites where we're kind of picking this up and stuff. Like this is just content that if you're, again, I always, I always talk about on this show, like if you're looking for different avenues, different ways to try to, build up some content or different ways to try to get into news writing or anything like that. Like listening to interviews with like wrestling involved athletes who may, you know, again, just went to a show. They know uh, they're, they're on record as to liking wrestling. Of course, read the description. Like if there's no wrestling related thing in the description, then you could probably skip over it. You don't have to read everything or listen to, to all of that stuff. But if you know that they're involved in wrestling, or they might be asked about wrestling, listen to it, and you might be able to pull something out of it. And that's what happened here. I knew George Kittle, big wrestling fan. It said in the description of like, we asked George Kittle who would win a 49ers Royal Rumble. It's like, oh, okay. So they clearly are going to ask him a wrestling question. Maybe he'll give a little comment. One line. That's about the only real comment he gave. And I was like, well, you know what? I could still turn this into something. Kittle, by the way, said he would win that 49ers Royal Rumble. He did. He wasn't very humble about it. 
No, not at all. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he, he said, he said, he knows like, what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I would win. I know what I'm doing. So, and then he <laughs> says, people don't. Yeah, and then he gives credit to Nick Bosa and uh, Debo Samuel. So good yeah. for him. That's so fun. I like George. I think he would be like I, I. I never know how good these these people like these athletes would be in like a professional wrestling environment. Like Gronkowski did it. Like Gronkowski was, eh, eh, he was there. Um, I think Kittle would would be pretty good at it though. I really do. So if if that was a what he wanted to go to, I think he could you know make some money in this business. All he's got to do is take a large bump off of a scaffold or something comfortably yeah without a, hesitation <laughs> it works uh and, and the last thing about the the george kittle just the, the the overarching conversation here that we're having about like one line can be enough for for an article it's it becomes a conversation starter as well because here we are not only talking about you know why we do this but then you might get picked up by other news outlets who then have maybe a five-minute conversation on their podcast about this because it, it's fun to talk about. It's nothing serious. And it's just like, would George Kittle be a good wrestler? Who knows? Here's why. Here's why not. And stuff like that is always entertaining. It's just adding a little bit of fuel to a very interesting and fun content fire. And if you are an NFL outlet, a 49ers outlet, whatever the case might be, if you see this article and you know George Kittle is a wrestling fan, I assume if you cover the 49ers, you know George Kittle is a wrestling fan. But if he's on your show, I think you can ask him to elaborate. And then that might get picked up and by our website or by somebody else. And then you further your brand of whatever, let's say your random 49ers podcast with 100 views or something. And But somehow you get George Kittle on your show because sometimes they do these like smaller shows and everything or if you're a local show whatever and they ask him about wrestling and he elaborates and then the comments get picked up again by our sites or by other sites and then it gets your name out there even more so it's a it's an easy question to ask if you ever interview george kittle again but yeah it just furthers content in a bunch of directions bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
By the way, Stephen A. Smith should uh, manage George Kittle. I wouldn't be bad, actually. That would actually yeah. that would make a lot of sense. I don't know if George Kittle would want to be a heel. He, you know, a lot of times these celebrities come in and they're baby faces, even though they're probably better off as heels. Uh, they just like to baby face them, regardless. George Kittle seems like a very That's nice guy. <laughs> George Kittle seems like a very nice guy, and I don't know if he could be a heel. That's true. I watched a video of him having a uh, gaming PC built for him, and he was very wholesome. He was like yeah. super, super excited about it. And I don't know. I, I, who knows? It, he just he does seem like a really nice guy. But sometimes the nicest people are the ones who turn out to be the best heels, as we find out in wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Let's move on. Number two, Maven says Shaza McKenzie is drop dead gorgeous, and she can wrestle. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maven is on the Monty and Pharaoh show. And talking about Shaza McKenzie, of course, Shaza is uh, very well known amongst the the fightful world. Uh, let's and Maven is Maven, the guy who who took out the Undertaker in a Royal Rumble one time and then got clocked in the face with a chair. Uh, great guy that Maven. <laughs> what do we got to say about this? All right, so look, I am I going to listen to Maven did for like for some reason a bunch. I saw a bunch of interviews by him pop up on my feed, and I'm like, why? Why is Maven doing so many interviews? Bless him. He, he, got, he got a lot. He's got that Cardona and Myers rub, and now he's he just like, got to yeah. talk to everybody. He does. He was on a bunch of stuff, though, and I'm like, okay, sure. So he does this interview, and I didn't have too much to listen to on this day. I think it was like on Monday. Um, I didn't have too much to listen to. I was like, ah, whatever. I'll throw this Maven interview on. So I listened to it. And then, so for those that don't know, yeah, Shaza McKenzie, big in the FIFA world. Um, you know, she she's much better than Sean Ross Sapp. But she, when she did an interview with Sean, she talked about Maven and how much like Maven had like influenced her and like Maven was like her guy and everything. And she got to meet Maven uh, during WrestleMania week and she was so excited, but she was like disappointed she didn't get to work with um, get to work with him in the in the the clusterfuck at GCW. Like she got eliminated like right before. He came in and everything, and she was like very disappointed by that. But like she said, Maven is my favorite wrestler of all time. Look, that's that's her favorite wrestler. All right, she just saw him on TV and was like, Maven, that's my guy. Bless her. Good, good on Chaza for just picking somebody like that. So I listened to this Maven interview, and he's asked about Chaza McKenzie, and nine times out of 10, something like this happens. I'm probably not thinking much about it because like okay, like they just asked about this person commenting on it is this a big deal like no probably not but because i know everything i know with how big of a fan shaza is of maven because she just did an interview on our website literally the the maven interview on our website went up december 8th so it was this month so because she just did an interview on our website about maven because i like shaza she's a taylor swift fan as well she's always been very nice to me dating back to when I first interviewed her at uh, Full Gear 2019 at StarCast. So she's always been very kind to me, getting good relationship with our website and everything. I, I heard Maven say this stuff about Shaza, and I'm like, this is something worth like running, picking up, because it, I know it'll mean a lot to Shaza. Like I know it'll it'll like pop her. I'm all about just popping people. So I actually, I ran something else from this interview first, and then... I, I had this quote and I, I messaged Shaza, Shaza and I'm like, I got a scoop for you. And she's like, what's up? And I'm like, Maven said this about you on this podcast. And I sent her the quote and she was like very excited and everything. I was like, here you go. Here's the link. It's at this minute mark here. And like, so you can listen to it for yourself. And then I was like, I'm going to run the article tomorrow. And she's like, oh, thank you. Like, she was just very appreciative, very kind. 
about everything. And I ran the article and, you know, she retweeted it and said how happy she was to read all this and everything. So I did this largely because I like Shaza McKenzie, always been very kind. I knew it would pop her. And the Maven, yeah, okay, it's it's Maven. Like, who really cares? But he's asked about somebody who, I like, Shaza is not this worldwide name or anything. She's a, she's a good in, independent wrestler, but again, not like WWE superstar or anything. But I knew it would like mean a lot to her and her connection with Maven. So I was very happy to like write this article and, and put it out there. I think it's really awesome that we can create these relationships with these wrestlers and maintain them through the news that we put out there or that we find and the comments that we find. I think that is a very healthy way to engage with wrestlers as like media members instead of like the, instead of, you know, the way that some other people choose to do it. I think the way that you're explaining is a very good and healthy way and something that I think a lot more uh, wrestling media members should consider in the future. Uh, like I'm, not, I don't like doing scoops. Not a scoopster. Don't want to do any of that stuff. I will leave it to Sean. The wrestlers that I have somewhat of a relationship with, and by that I mean I maybe message them uh, once every three months or something like that. Like I don't have a huge relationship with a lot of wrestlers, but yes, this is something that like if I know like, okay, so people know that uh, Jameson Ryan has been on spotlight a bunch of times, really like Jameson, really nice guy to us. If somebody, it could be anybody just says like one kind thing about Jameson. I'll probably just run an article on it because I know it'll mean a lot to him. Take uh fodder who was on our, our show. So I get away fodder. He said something nice about John Schuyler on our show. And like, okay, is a wrestler praising a wrestler, like the, the most breaking news thing in the world. Absolutely not. But I posted that John Skyler was like very thankful and I've never had a conversation with John Skyler, but like he was very thankful of like, Oh, this means a lot. Like very kind words to being said, because like these wrestlers are not listening to a lot of these interviews. You know what I mean? Like Charles McKenzie's probably not listening. I mean, she might actually be listening to every Maven interview out there. Uh, John Skyler probably not listening to it, this interview we did with uh fodder. But like, if I can just put out there that, Hey, this person said kind things about you. Like it means a lot that it gets coverage and then, you know, it can help the wrestlers as well. Like, Oh, I remember you said nice things about me. Like, you know, I'll help you out down the line type of thing. So, you know, positivity and, in, in building that, that kind of relationship, you know, whether it's us with the wrestlers or the wrestlers with the wrestlers through these kind of articles, I think is a good thing. And I try to do it. I would like to do it a little bit more. I'd like to be better about it, but I'd like to be better about a lot of things that I'm, I probably hold myself to a higher standard that I can never live up to. Looking forward to man. A few words, Daniel Garcia joining our podcast. <laughs> I've tried to uh, message Daniel Garcia. He'll probably now I, I can't say anything bad about him because he'll put my DM <laughs> out there. That DM. <laughs> yeah. My, my message to him was, I mean, I, I will be totally transparent here for, for people who may or may not know I'm working on a speedball Mike Bailey feature and his matches in 2022. I've talked to a lot of wrestlers, uh, I've messaged a lot of wrestlers. Not everyone has gotten back to me. He wrestled Daniel Garcia this year. So I messaged Daniel Garcia to try to get comments on the match. And that's it. So that's my message to Daniel Garcia. If he ever tries to blast me or if I say something, I love Daniel Garcia. He's fucking fantastic. So I he can't is. imagine actually saying a negative word about him because he rules. I've watched him wrestle RJ City in a match that was much more entertaining than it had any business being. 
Oh, he's Daniel Garcia is so good. Like in ring technical wise, amazing. And the stuff with Jericho, like him being a sports entertainer now is awesome. I actually think he's a little bit underutilized, if anything. I feel like he could be doing a lot more. I agree. Hey, DG, let's uh, talk to Jeremy. That's what you should do. Uh, let's move on to number one. Michael Mansory details his WWE exit, joining AEW, and his goals in AEW. Uh, he was on the sessions. This is where I have my, I didn't have a chance to listen to this yet. Uh, my, my very quick anecdote. I recently switched phones, and because I went from iPhone to Android, I'm going back, by the way, uh, I was moving my podcasts over because the podcast app I use on, on Apple doesn't work with Android. So I somehow did not get the sessions on my new uh, queue. So I found out very late, like I'm talking middle of this week, that Mansoori was on the sessions with Renee Paquette. And I missed a whole bunch of other episodes of hers. Uh, so so let me know because I, I'm really interested in what Michael Mansoori can and will bring to AEW and to the rest of the story. So talk to me about it. Um, this is a, 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 a it's been touted as a very big hire for AEW. Well, first off, uh, he was on the sessions on Thursday. So if you missed it middle of the week, which I assume is a Wednesday, then it hadn't been out yet. Joel. No, my, my week starts Sunday. So clearly oh. I'm giving you even more fodder here. Okay. Second off, why would you go from Apple to Android? What kind of stupid mistake is that? I was offered a good deal and I wanted to try something different. I was an Android user for many, many years. And then I started working for a company that dealt exclusively with Apple products. I enjoyed it, but I was wanting to get a new phone. Turns out the new phone I got was not the one I wanted. I got a Galaxy Note 20 Ultra, by the way. So I didn't like skimp. I got a good phone. See, just but not you, can't, you can't just go software systems like that because yeah, transferring stuff over and everything, that's just way too much of a hassle. Once you I commit- I gave nah. it a month. I gave it a month. I mm. tried. I didn't just in and out without this isn't going to become an iOS versus Android debate. No, absolutely not. There are benefits to both. And whatever you choose, you choose. It's just like the wrestling war BS that people start uh, the tribalism stuff. It's a it's, lot different than that. But you're right. I, I agree people that like it's weird over that. It's not it's not an iOS versus Android thing at all. It's it's 100 percent not because I don't get caught up in that. What I do get caught up in is once you commit to like one of these it's not like which is better or anything but if you have been with one of them for like five years or something and all your data and everything is housed there you're just you got to stick with it at that point because trying to transfer over trying to figure out like the new system and everything it's just it's just too much it's, it's true you much. can't break up with them because your cds are in the back of his truck exactly I get it. Yeah, exactly I get it. all right as far as michael Mansuri goes uh so this was you know when the news came out that he got hired by AEW, like this is a huge deal. Everyone talked about like, oh, this is this is kind of game changing for AEW because he was next in line for Kevin Dunn's job. And he says this in the interview. He's like, yeah, I was being groomed as the successor successor for Kevin Dunn. Problem is Kevin Dunn ain't going nowhere. So like I was just kind of I hit the ceiling of where I was going to go in, in WWE. Like I couldn't do anything else because everything that I did like done was already there and he was just like i get to produce raw smackdown i can produce all this stuff in my sleep it's like what's that next challenge for me and there was no more challenges in WWE because the guy who he was being groomed to replace isn't going anywhere and so he couldn't do anything else and that's why he felt he had to leave and he left mind you like just before the pandemic he said like march in brooklyn is when he decided yeah i think i'm out and then I think the pandemic hit like that week or the week after, and they had to move everything to Orlando. And he said he was given the opportunity of like, hey, 
do you not want to leave? Like we're going into unprecedented times. We don't know how long this is going to last or anything. Like, do you still want the security? And he's like, no, like if I don't do it now, like I'm going to have to do it. Like I'm not going to do it. So I I just got to do it now and take this risk and like good on him because look, if I'm giving my resignation and then a pandemic hits and then I'm like, Ooh, I don't know the future of anything right now. Maybe I should just stay here. I'm safe. I'm comfortable. I know I got this coming in. Grandy still could have been released because they released people during the pandemic. They didn't care. Um, It was like, he could have just easily stayed. He's like, Nope, I got to bet on myself and take this risk. So good on him. Um, So he, he's ton of experience seems to definitely know what he's doing and everything. Again, a lot of people were excited about him joining AEW. Even WWE people were excited about him and, you know, being back in the wrestling business and everything. So he just opened up about everything. Good relationship with Renee. They talked a lot about it. He worked a lot with Renee during her time in WWE. He worked on like WWE backstage. He he worked on talking smack. He worked at NXT and now he's coming to, to AEW and we might just see, you know, different stuff. He, he said he was excited to work with guys like Starks and MJF, uh, work again with FTR, uh, work with Jade Cargill and everything. So we'll see what he brings to to the product. I think it'll be changes that like we notice, but you know, they've already talked about they're having redesigns for January 4th and everything. Uh, the, the new the new year, they're going to overhaul the set and, and uh, for Dynamite and Rampage and I'm sure make other production changes. So that stuff we'll, we will easily notice. I think we're going to see some stuff that like maybe we don't notice that will be better under him that just kind of flies under the radar because we don't always think of these like production things when we're, we're watching television. We're just watching, you know, the wrestling and the, the, the wrestlers out there. Shaky cameras. Lots of <laughs> I mean, we notice it when it's bad, but like yes. when it's like good stuff, like, cause I thought like the way Di- I don't know how much like Mansoor did with, with dynamite this past week, but I thought that was a good show when it came to a lot of the production stuff, a fireball that was the best fireball Chris Jericho's ever done. I don't know if that's that was- Mansoor <laughs> ball, but no, that was, that was a Jericho making up for the other fireballs <laughs> fireball. <laughs> that was, a, uh, I feel bad for action and ready fireball. That's what that was. Yeah. He's like, you're going to beat me. You're going to really take this fireball, kid. Um, But yeah, like it'll probably be stuff that we don't fully notice, but it seems like he's going to have a pretty big impact uh, on stuff because everyone, everyone's excited and we could see you know some shifts that we just aren't fully privy to as just watching the on-screen stuff. And maybe there is stuff that we do see. He just won't get credit for it because he's a guy behind the scenes. And a lot of times, unless the wrestler specifically outright says like, oh yeah, man, sorry, helped me. With this, we just won't know about that stuff. I know TK watches this show religiously, has it on every single week. I know this. Merry Christmas, TK. By the way, I'll do that interview uh, at the Toronto Four Seasons anytime you want. We'll do it. Uh, one, really, a couple things. I, I, I personally is on, that's on my wish list for production updates. Uh, lighting is a big one at the shows. I noticed that uh, some of the lighting is a little all over the place, and it could be better. It could be well, uh, well adjusted to be just more focused on the right places and not just you know where it is now uh and the other thing is the the sound the audio the way they pick it up it feels like they have the audio going from literally one corner of the ring and also in the arena it's like a speaker that's just shooting out from the uh from the stage it's not very well represented live i think little things like that and and also backstage i mean we talk about the audio issues on other shows all the time Little things like that incrementally changing will make a huge difference in the AEW production and the product. It will get me more invested. It won't feel 
um, as I don't want to say it's low caliber because it's not. It can be better. And I'm hoping that someone with the experience that Michael Mansuri has, he brings that to the table and uses that. Yeah. I mean, I don't notice a lot of these things. I, I don't. It doesn't particularly strike me uh, with the lighting and the the sound and all of this stuff. But people like you, I'm sure plenty of other people will notice the, those smaller things that hopefully he does have uh, an impact on as far as that stuff. Yeah, the, the stuff with like the wrestlers because Renee talked about like how much he would like coach up certain people like and uh they, they talk about the famous talking smack segment with Miz and and Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson and like Miz is talking and like re- he's telling Renee like wrap it here because if we like cut in the middle of it it'll mean more than him like finishing and everything and like little things like that that we're just not privy to that can go a long way in the impact of a segment that we we notice like that it happened. Oh, they cut him off there, but we don't know why it happened. And that was apparently one of like his calls. So that's the stuff that I think wrestling fans just like, aren't going to notice that will help help make an impact in AEW. Now we're going to have to have a weekly Mansuri watch. <laughs> What's he doing? What did you do? Was this planned? Is this part of the show? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Jeremy, happy holidays to you and to your family. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, what do you want to promote going into the holidays? Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Stephen Jensen on Twitter at Fightalk underscore. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Leave us thumbs up on videos. We're doing stuff. Are you doing a show on Christmas, Joel? <clears throat> I, I don't think so. If I do, I mean, I'll be with my in-laws. So if I do, I'll just show up and do it. I'll have my mic and my boxes with me. So maybe. You want to do one with me? Uh, I'll do a show on Christmas, sure. All right. Well, aren't we talking about doing one on uh, on, on New Year's Eve or something? Oh, I'm definitely doing that. The, the New Year's Eve show is definitely happening. It'll be earlier in the day. It won't be like you know 11 o'clock or anything. We did it last year. It was at, we did it at like yep. four o'clock or something. So it'll it'll probably be something like that again. But yeah, there will be a, a live show on New Year's uh, New Year's Day. Just kind of if you want to uh, uh, set it up like I set it up last year. Of Joel and I will be there if you want to come on and just talk about your 2022 good and bad life wrestling whatever uh i'll put i'll put this out on twitter as well shoot me a dm i'll send you the stream yard come on pop on talk for a little bit and then call off there you go join us whenever that happens new year's eve in the middle of the afternoon so new year's eve day that's it i'm actual pearl j-o-e-l-p-a-r-l once again ladies and gentlemen friends on the binary enjoy your holidays go stay safe and warm especially if you're dealing with all of this snow be careful out there we'll see you in the next one Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.